Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. Today, I have a special guest. She is a content brander. She gives branding advice. Uh, she tries to show you ways on how to improve your podcast, uh, ways to market yourself. Um, she does coaching. Um, she is right now offering specials, <laughs> discounts on, uh, on what she can offer you for her services. Um, I'd like to introduce everybody to the real quiche, MED. MED. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background. Um, okay. So I see you're everywhere on you're everywhere on IG. I see you're blown up. I mean, your followers are going nuts right now. You're almost at 10K. Uh, I see you always on the live, um, happy people on. So tell me what got you into this particular business? Um, I'll say like basically I always had a creative life in general. I, I've been a creative person growing up, far as being a performer far as just my design skills so like that when I got to college I knew that I wanted to study like either performing arts or like the advertising skills so I went to college for advertising and public relations and then I got my bachelor's in that but then I went on and got my master's in education so I want to be able to educate motivate people and have that standpoint of the coaching perspective. So that's a little bit about my background, my college experiences. I did have a podcast before too, um, called On the Cloud Podcast with a friend from college that was like my foundation, how I got comfortable with the camera, learned how to operate that. And then I transitioned to wanting to help businesses, wanting to help artists. So I allowed free interview promotions for months, couple months straight. Yeah. where I interview different businesses and art artists on my live. And that's probably how you see me. And then now yes. it's basically transition. Like those are different like phases of my life. It's within branding, within what I can do, but it's all going towards my ultimate goal, which is MED Network. Um, my name is Keisha Jones. So that's my real name, Keisha Jones. But it's Keisha Jones MED now because I have my master's in education. Um, but MED for my version in business, it stands for motivated, educated, and dedicated. So it'll be MED Network when that business finally launched. And you'll see like why everything built up to that. Well, I, like I said, I see you everywhere. I see you working. I see you grinding. So from a woman's perspective, especially a Black woman's perspective, do you find it tougher to be in this business? Do you feel like you have to work harder in this business because you're a woman um, and you're a minority woman, because you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to judge, you know what I mean? They're going to come up with their own conclusions. So what have you found it to be the hardest? What has been your pain point when building this business up? I think the hardest thing is what really being motivated and controlling your own feelings and what other people are not saying. So for me, I have like the credibility and I'm determined to accomplish the goal. I have the credibility because a lot, I went to school for it. So like in that perspective, a lot of people who are in the education world or that took the school route, they're probably looking at me crazy. Like, why are you doing this? But you could have just got a job and do this. 
but in reality i'm i'm working in it and then i'm trying to push the business at the same time so it's double work but that would be the hardest thing is just other people's opinions about what i am doing mm-hmm. and how like the media is so scary like if you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing it might jeopardize your reputation so that's that's also hard is trying to keep the, a positive image or your a brand related to what you want it to be and not get in the mix of all the negativity that social media offers so so do you find like you and i we're both minorities okay Mm -hmm. so to me this is just me i feel like i have to work twice as hard Mm -hmm. just to get where i need to be do you feel like you have to do that as well do you feel like you have to work twice as hard as everybody else to try to get seen and get heard of course that's why my voice goes away all the time But of course, just being a minority and then being a woman, that's two in one. Right. So that makes it even harder. So like, I'll say for me, networking and getting to know all different types of people, all different types of backgrounds, it's been the thing that's been helping and make it made it like easier through the process. But yeah, it's hard. Definitely. Yeah, because I I want people to I don't want people just to look at you as a woman. I want people to know that you have a business. You are a boss. Mm-hmm. You are the one who is taking charge of what you need to do. But sometimes you know reality doesn't fit for some people's narrative. You know what I mean? So people always are, are going to make their judgments on things. So how do you navigate that? So let's say you have a client. Um, they get to talking to you. Have you had that situation where they didn't want to take your advice and you had to either, you know, step aside from them or try to convince them that you were the one that they needed to work with? Yeah, I've been getting that lately too, is that that's the hardest part about my job. I'll say I was actually academic advisor for a couple of years in education. So it's always been a struggle where you would try to give someone advice or a student or a potential client, but it's their choice to use it in a way that they should. I know in my mind, like this is what's working for me. It may not work for them, but in reality, if you you never know if you if you don't try it. And just coming from a marketing branding background, it's a lot of tips and tricks and ways how you can get yourself known. Um, a lot of things we have to do that's not comfortable what we're already doing, getting out of your comfort zone. So like, I get it all the time. A lot of people is like, I I hear you. Like, I hear what you're saying, but that's not me. So the media world, you have, it's different. You have to be comfortable. You have to interact with your audience. That's how you grow from nothing is interacting, getting to know people and networking. So if you're not willing to do that step, it's hard to, to even grow beyond that. So what has been your proudest moment so far since you've been starting this business? What has been the one thing that stood out to you the most that you can say, you can look back on and say, man, I did this. <laughs> I'll say given on, on Kevin Samuels show. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. You did an interview with Kevin Samuels. Yeah. And that's the most memorable, memorable thing because that was the biggest thing I ever done that's out of my comfort zone like the like the reason why I got on there was to connect engage with people he has over like 10 11k people watching so it grew my following and also introduced them to what I'm doing so even though I got on there and got degraded 
But in reality, I got on there with a purpose from a marketing uh, standpoint. But yeah, that that was that was the most thing that I, I watched it. I think you held you. I think you did a good job, and I think you held your own. Kevin Samuels is Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels is going to find a way to to feed his audience. He's not stupid. He's very good at what he does when it yeah. comes to the marketing piece. Women go on there and they know what they're going to get when they get on on there with any woman that says she doesn't know what Kevin Samuels is going to do when she goes on that is a liar. Point blank. Period. So you had an inkling how it was going to go, but I still think I watched it. And I still think you held your own against Kevin. So you should be very very proud of that. You Thank didn't really, you, you didn't give in to him. You know what I mean? You didn't fall into the trope. You held your own, even though he tried, he was picking and Kevin was picking. He was trying, he was trying. You know, we all, oh, how old are you? You know what I'm saying? What's your father's background? You know, how much do you weigh? You know, I, he was, he always does that just to find his angle to get where he needs to be. It's very smart on his part. That's why he's, he's blowing up the way he's blowing up. But I think you held your own at the, at, with him. Um, and you should be proud of that because a lot of people don't, a lot of people just hang up on them. A lot of people just, you know, they, they don't finish the conversation. You stood in there and you boxed with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and the stood, whole time, <laughs> and the whole time, the whole time you stood in there, but I, but it was smart on your part because what you did, you use that to your advantage when it comes to your business. And that's the brilliance. I think of what you do, you find the smallest things that you can fit in and you make it work for yourself. But I think that comes from your background. I mean, you're, you got a master's degree. You can't, nobody can ever take that away from you. You know what I mean? And you can, you can educate other people because your master's is literally in education. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So uh, I think it's great. I think it's great what you do. Um, but some folks, some folks are wanting to do things their own way. Some people feel like they don't need to spend money, but I tell people all the time, you have to spend money to make money. Things don't happen for free. And I understand people go, well, you can get everything you need free on the internet. Nah, no, 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 you can't. You can get information free on a lot of information free on the internet, but getting that one-on-one -on -one dedication from someone who can actually coach you and teach you how to get to that next level, that's something you just can't get for free. And I think we're, we're at that point in this, in this uh, time where people think, why can't she hook me up? You got bills to pay too. You're trying to build your own company. So how do you deal with that? I know you've had people that say, oh, why don't you hook me up? Oh, why don't you do this for free? But you did it for free. So how do you deal with people that still want that kind of treatment? Like I did a lot of test trials, a lot of marketers and advertisers, people you see on Instagram, like I can teach you how to grow and join this. I just sit back and watch and critique everybody and see like, I really went to college for this. So I really know, but I just sit back and see like, no one's doing it right. <laughs> sort of thing and then like to handle those types of situations I'll like mention like I did like those interviews or I did these free pre promos like I had the freeway so when the when the pricing comes I can always mention like I did that before but this is I evolved from that situation or from that specific thing so in reality I can always mention like for me I had to get a health and wellness coach to get my health together or spectacular. That's my mentor. He's in pretty Ricky. He's helping me on the media presence. Like I had to invest in all these things. I feel like personally, anything that should be free is if it's a partner or relationship mm -hmm. where I help you with branding or media and you help me with whatever you have to offer. That's the only way I could see like things should be free and just life general. So do you find it an issue like with, with I'm just going to keep it 100 with you, the culture. It, oh, yeah. The culture. It's the culture. 
we, you know, for some, and it's black and brown because I'm Puerto Rican. It's the same thing in my culture is people want things for free. People want things, don't want to pay. A stranger will pay you more money than somebody you know. Yeah. So have you found that to be a big issue within the culture of people not wanting to pay up for your services? Yeah, yeah. And I've seen that shift. I tested it just like an experiment. I, this is my example. I did those promotion interviews with artists and business owners, influencers. I did it for like two months straight free. And then when I stopped, gave myself a break and put a price on it. No one, no one was interested no more. And then that was just a test because now everybody wants everything free. You can throw out, even in groups, when you're networking, like Facebook groups or just groups in general, hey, I have this service, it's free. Everybody runs in trying to take advantage of it. But when you're charging, you should know it's a difference between content. Free content and content with pricing, it's a reason why it has a price. It's something that you don't know or it's something that's valuable that you should know. And anything that's free, you should look at it like, okay, like, you know, <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the hit behind this? It got to be some type of reason why it's free sort of thing. So that's how I, how I look at it. And it, it's just hard educating like our people, Black people in general, because we look for all the ways, ins and outs on how to get rich. Like, of course, we all want to get rich, but a lot of you guys are not even doing the, the precaution or taking the first steps. And yeah, that's we, just furthering your education. Yeah, they don't want to do the legwork. Like I've said it before, those people stand in line six hours to get a pair of Jordans, but won't stand in line to, you know, to at a job fair to go get a job. That's just, it's to me, I'm tired of people using the culture as an excuse as to why we're not where we are. You know, like I heard, there was something I heard that that actually made me think uh, really, and it made a lot of sense. Um, there was a rap, I don't know who you know Murphy Lee is. He used to rap mm-hmm. with, uh, he used to rap with Nelly. Um, he made a statement, he said that, the culture you're flossing to the poor. That's that's all you're doing. You're flossing to your own people who are poor. You're showing off to the people who are poor in your own communities, saying, I got more money than you do. You know what I mean? And I think that's the mindset that we need to get away from. Showing out, saying, oh, I got all these riches and all these chains and diamonds and stuff. But what is that, what is that doing? What kind of mentality is that is that giving people? And there's other ways for us to make money as people, but we choose the fast track. We don't want to put the legwork in. And then when we do get the legwork in, we don't want to pay the person who's worked the behind off to get where they are. We want everything as a discount because we're supposed to be family. We're brothers and sisters. So we're supposed to look out for each other. That's not how that works. Yeah. And they, and they will go pay another race, their price and respect that. And I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. We we fall trapped. You know, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes nice things. Everybody likes nice nice car, nice clothes. But you'll go out and pay eight thousand dollars for a Versace belt, but then you won't support a young black artist that has clothes that's coming out that's top tier, good quality, all that. You want it at a discount. People like the known. They don't like the unknown. So yeah. it takes a lot longer for people to build their brand up to get themselves out there, but you're on track with that. You're, you're getting there. You're getting the followers. What is long-term goals for you with this stuff? Cause I know there has to be an end game. I know you're, you, you want to, what kind of company overall, what is your target, uh, your target audience? Who are you trying to focus on the most right now with this? Okay. 
I'll, I'll do this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm answer your question, but I'm gonna ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. When you see like if advertisers and people into branding and things like that, do you ever hear them say, find your one target audience and work on that audience and stay there? No. Like, have you ever heard that before? Like, you need to find your target audience or, well, that's one thing that they always make you do is like, before you start your business, you need to know who you're selling to, which is true. But for me, MED Network is going to provide for everyone, every audience that there is, because I want it to be where I'm creating a system, a network Mm -hmm. where I can connect people together. And when I say connect, I mean, I don't care if you're an artist, I don't care if you're a website developer, I don't care if you're a doctor, lawyer, anything that we need within communities, urban communities, people need to know if I need help moving tomorrow, who do I connect to? So like MED network would be a big networking system with all different types of business owners, events, conferences, gathering knowledges, knowledge from all different backgrounds together in one room. Cause normally when you see things like that, you see all of the same people networking I want it to be different, various backgrounds, so you can learn from different communities and, and understand the issues that's going on all over the world. So MED Network is more of like a motivation, education, dedication aspect, but me utilizing branding and my advertising services to push it. And I respect that. So the reason I say I respect that is because, and you're right, a lot of these communi- uh, these communities are segregated off. You have an Asian community, you have the Arabic community, you'll have the Indian community, which is part of the Asian community, the Black community, Hispanic community, everybody's separated. Nobody stays, nobody works in conjunction with each other. Money stays within those. The only two, the only, I can really say this, the only two communities that the money doesn't stay in the community is the Black and Brown community. Money goes out as Mm. fast as it comes in. If you look at the Asian community, the Arabic community, the money stays within the community. They build within the community. Look at Dearborn, Michigan. You live in Michigan, do you not? Yep, I do. So you look at Dearborn, Michigan, one of the largest populations of Arabics in the, in, in the country right now. They built an entire community there. They have everything there within, within that area. They keep that money within that area. We're the only communities that do not do that. We don't keep, we don't pump money in. We just, the money we get in, we pump it right back out. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that we have. We don't know how to grow ourselves. We don't know how to sustain wealth. Money comes in as fast as it goes out. That's why you have people who become multimillionaires or broke within, within, within five years of having their money because they don't know how to manage it. They don't know how to manage their money. And I like the fact that you want to educate people, not just on branding, but educate them on you know finances and ways to, to grow your business. And it's just, I think it's, it's a broad broad thing that you want to do you just don't want to stay stuck in one mode yeah yeah and then like i get tired of people reaching out like i can't who who creates logos or who do this i hate when like marketers tell you what you need to do you need to create a reel you need to create a tiktok what if the person is not good at that skill who can they connect with to get that job done who can make my logo who can create my business plan who can create my llc like who can help you in the processes of things you need to be helped with we're just out here lost with no network and i learned that from college is that i was in a space i went to a pwi but i was in a space where i was able to connect with people 
and network with all different types of people to get the job done. Mm-hmm. So that's what the world needs, whether you go to college or not. So that's my that's my take on that. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, this is what it's, you're here for. It's, it's I hear the passion in your voice. You don't start a business unless you're passionate about it. This is why I started podcasting because I'm I, I'm passionate about what I what I do. I'm passionate about talking to people and and you know showing off people like you, people who are on the rise, people who are trying to build something for themselves, people who want to build generational wealth going going uh, in the future, which I think we have an issue with. Um, and I appreciate the fact that you are doing this. I don't look at you as a woman. I don't look at you as a minority. I look at you as a boss. I look at you as a CEO of a company who wants to build her brand and expand herself out. But that's the way I see it. A lot of people may not see it that way. A lot of people may have adverse reactions to you. A lot of people might might doubt you. But this is not what I'm here for. for you. I'm here to say, hey, look, I see you blowing up. I see you getting where you need to get to. I, I really do. It's It's... You have to have that passion. You have that passion in what you do. Um, it's a skill. A lot of people don't realize that what you do is a skill. Education plays a big uh, a big role in what you're doing. Some folks make it big without education. I can't say that they, they don't because they do. But your path, you took the educational path to start moving where you are. And you just need to keep working on that and getting where you're going. So what do you have? What do you have coming up? Do you have any events coming up? Do you have any virtual events coming up that people can um, see you on? What What are your handles that you go by? Um, so far as right now, um, far as services I'm doing, so interviews, if any business owner, artist, influencer, model, athlete, whatever, whoever, everyone needs help with branding. Um, I'm doing interviews one-on-one starting back again over live on Instagram. So you'll see a lot of those coming back soon. Um, also just one-on-one branding. If you don't want to learn, over the live space, we definitely can do the one-on-one branding thing. I am popping on Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter is my favorite app. <laughs> it's it's the best app without all the crazy algorithms going on. So I love Twitter. Um, I do have weekly spaces every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, where you can come connect on Twitter, get some branding advice, and network with other people on Twitter who's interested as well. And far as all my handles, um, it's at the real quiche med um, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow me on those, and yeah, that's so what's t- coming up. So no TikTok. It is it's at the real quiche, but TikTok is like my last space. You'll see me at. Right yeah, now. <laughs> I, I found it. I, I found it difficult with the algorithm on TikTok. It's yeah. like if you say something that TikTok don't like, it it'll show only like six hundred people or two hundred people. And then one of the biggest things is what do you, this, I want your opinion on this. What do you think about like paying for promotion? So like podcast, somebody like me, my podcast, I'm not drawing in 500 people every week downloads. My downloads normally, you know, average, you know, 30, 40 downloads. Cause I, I haven't done this, but more than for a year. So I'm trying to build that up. So do you think, I'm not saying buying likes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying buying likes. I'm not saying buying followers. <laughs> what I'm saying is paying to promote it, meaning for the tweets to go out to a larger audience, for the TikTok views to go out to a larger audience. Do you think that is a good way to promote your uh, your business, whether it be podcast, business, if you're an artist, director, things of that nature? I honestly will say once you hit a a good average number is like 5k because you're like in the middle sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. it's hard because people like to do a lot of ads, but you have to remember when you do that ad and it increase people to come to your page, if your page is not revamped or in a space where they want to follow you or want to look at your content, they won't. So that's where I, I go in with ads. Um, my mentor told me that like once you're once you have like at least 5k followers and you have your page branded in a way that it should be far as how the content looks, what the bio says and that information ads are perfect because when they come there, they have no choice to follow you. But if they can seek improvement and if you can seek improvement, it's hard to deal with ads. So my best advice would be is in the startup phase and the growing phases to interact with the followers you do have. Because a lot of us, we have our followers. That's been my focus. I have 9K. But I'm reaching out to like 50 a day to see like, hey, I can help you with this. I can do this. You see me doing this. So like interacting breaks the algorithm. Now you sent them a DM. Now they're interacting with you. Now they can see you more. Once you build a community with the followers you do have, now you're ready to grow. Because now those followers are on your side. And that's what we're not looking at is the people who are here but we don't even know if they know that we're here. <laughs> They're just there because of the algorithm. So really taking a look at what you do have and then building that mm -hmm. and then growing from there. So what I found though in the podcast community, a lot of the followers we have on, on IG is all other podcasters. That's oh. so, so in the podcast community, that's what tends to happen. So a lot of the podcasters interact with each other. That's just the way it is. So, I don't have that many followers on IG. Like I said, I haven't been on, I haven't been doing this. It'll be a year um, come January that I've been running my podcast, uh, you know, trying to grow my page. I've only got 200 something followers on IG. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter as well. You know what I mean? I got what? 64 followers on there. TikTok. I got 64 followers there, believe it or not. I've been getting more interaction on Facebook, honestly, because I have a Facebook fan page. I've been getting more interactions on Facebook with people watching my videos and people liking, starting to like the page that are not on my friends list than I have with IG that I have with TikTok and, um, and Twitter, which is crazy. That's where you start at. Are you utilizing groups on Facebook too? Like uh, I don't know. Groups? No, I'm not utilizing podcasting groups. I just have a fan page. And what I do is I throw up my videos there uh, and it'll just, I, I, I cut clips. And then I put those clips on Facebook and the Facebook algorithm takes it in and it goes with it. Go. One of my videos has had like a thousand and something views already. You know, that's like my best video that I put up is because I, it was tagged with Dave Chappelle. You know, the whole situation with Dave. Mm -hmm. So I had a clip when I was talking about it. So it's, it's weird. It's weird how social media works. We can try to use it to our advantage, but I'm not, I'm 42. I've never been big on the whole social media. I'm still learning as I go to with this stuff. So yes, I could I could utilize your services <laughs> at some point yes, to help. Yes, I could definitely help. To help social build media, my brand. I'm not gonna lie to you, is keeping up with the trends. Like our work don't matter to nobody in yeah. reality. It don't matter until we're big enough for it to matter. So we have to do things. It matters to us. It matters to what we're doing. But to everybody else, they're looking at it like, up. Oh, they're they're not important yet because we're not big yet. So they're just flipping through, watching it. They see it. They see it something positive, but they're not really into it because it's of who you are. Yeah, you're not. You're not to that that point where you have all those followers and every, everything you do or say is important to everyone. 
So you have to keep up, like even with your podcast shows or however you do it, you have to stay on the trends that's going on and kind of compare, like you said, Dave Chappelle, that one got the most views because you were trending on what's going on. So like sticking on the trends, adding hashtags, you'll, you'll continue to grow and grow. I kind of don't want to do that either though, because I don't want to follow the trends because to me it's, I don't want to do that. That's not the kind of podcaster I want to be. I don't want to talk about something. The only reason I brought brought up Dave Chappelle is because the episode was about echo chambers. It's about how everybody starts talking and it just just goes out into the ether and it starts building steam. But that's not what my show's about. My show's about talking to people like you, up and comers, people who are trying to build something for themselves. And when we get lost in the shuffle about trying to keep up with the Joneses, this is where we get ourselves in trouble, I think, sometimes. I don't want to change who I am. I don't want to change how my show flow goes. I understand that I have to improve certain things to get my stuff out there. I don't curse on my show because you never know who's who's listening. At the end of the day, I want to try to get a sponsorship deal, period. Um, this is the whole point of podcasting. You do it because you're passionate, but at the same time, you want to start making money with this. Yeah. And not necessarily tell you to hop on the trends and make your podcast about trends, but like how you said your show had a purpose, it mm-hmm. had a title, and you included a trend within the show and you used that clip for that. So like I, for example, we 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 did this show here and I brought up maybe Kevin Samuels or like something like that. And it was just a piece of the show, but we we just mentioned someone who has the content or has the credibility and that's what helps you grow even more and you'll just see growth definitely keep what you're doing and keep expanding what you're doing don't change that but it's the trends literally that's what helps people grow it's so fast is the trends but also negativity people love i don't care what anybody says people love the negative if you have a negative story it's gonna blow up People love, they, they'll, they'll take negativity over positivity any day of the week. You'll get more views off something negative <laughs> than you will off something positive. It's sad, but that's just the way it is. How do you feel about that? I hate it, but <laughs> I just understand it. I understand it. I understand that this is social media world. I understand that that's why I wasn't getting the support I had with my podcast and things like that because everything was so positive. Now, kind of transitioning into 2022 I will say be on the lookout whoever's watching or just be on the lookout that I'm going to take a negative perspective that's still positive but a negative approach okay so now like maybe where I'm educating people maybe I'm telling people now what you're doing wrong sort of thing or like taking a more negative approach but you're still pushing towards positivity like we have to go around what what's going on and keep up with the algorithms because that's the only way we're gonna grow and that's what the algorithms pay attention to is what's negative too so so you have my outlets and all of that twitter they keep up with all the negativity so you have my full support moving forward like i'm going to support your your page i'm going to support you as as a business owner you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to try to get people. This is what the podcast is for is to try to get people towards you. Um, I'm going to tag you on everything I can tag you on just to, you know, make sure that we spread the word that we have somebody here that can help you grow your brand. And it's just not podcasting artists, musicians, directors, movie. It doesn't matter. She is there for everyone. She everyone. will help you with everything. 
Keisha, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you on. You are more than welcome to come back on. I love having a woman's perspective on this show. You are only the fourth woman that I've interviewed this year out of the, all the episodes that I've done. Uh, sometimes it's a little hard chasing people down to get them on the show, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show with me. Uh, thank, thank you. you. I've seen it. I was ready. I love, <laughs> I love the camera. <laughs> so thank you for dropping knowledge on my audience, uh, letting them know what you, what you can do for them and just let them know that you're just not a face. You are a CEO. You are an educator. You can teach, you can show people. They just have to be willing to learn. Yeah. So I thank you so much. Appreciate you coming on the show and we will talk to you next time. Thank you. And thank you for having me. No problem.